amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. It's all the way up. All right, we are live. Sorry for that delay. We had a problem with Skype, and so let's see here. All right, we are live. We had a problem with Skype, so I apologize for the delay. That's what carries our voice, and uh, so hopefully we're being heard now. This is Sundays with Dr. Sean. This is 22 February 2015. I guess those of you who are military people would recognize that way of putting the date. Welcome, listeners just joining us across the country and through the miracle of Internet radio. Hey, listen, you guys uh, who are not here in Newark, Delaware, are missing an incredible meal. We are sharers, unless it's brownies, but I do see cheesecake, pizza, matzo ball soup. Uh, we have uh, meatballs and sauce and noodles. We've got a lot of stuff here. We've got some fried chicken. No, no meaning is worth having unless there's yard bird. And then uh, we got some stuff with homemade apples. It's pretty good. I'm just saying. You should be here. Uh, we start our meal at 5 every day. This is a Kehala, K-E-H-I-L-L-A. And it is an amazing thing to be part of. We uh, we really enjoy it. We love it. We have a lot of fun uh, as a group in our Kehala. So if you want to know what a Kehala is, go back and listen to some past episodes of Sundays with Dr. Sean, done in Pastor. And you will find out all about it. Did you just hang up on me? What's that? I'm not here. All right. So, yeah, we're having all kinds of troubles here with technology. But we will get it worked out, and you will hear the show, guaranteed. If I have to yell out in front of this house in Newark, Delaware, you're going to hear the show. So we're blazing a trail of both old and new styles of study and worship of Adonai Elohim and his son Yeshua Hamashiach. We are decidedly politically incorrect, and we cut straight to the point. We are decidedly and unmistakably pro-Israel, and we make no apology for being pro-Israel and pro-America. I am a proud member of the Black Robe Regiment. It's funny because we just had a conversation that one of the uh, larger churches in the area here, their pastor has been uh, quoted as saying, there will never be, there will never be a Black Robe Regiment in this church. So... Yes, I won't be invited there, and that's okay. Uh, you, you will notice that to the extent possible, we use the appropriate and accurate Hebrew words for the characters and places in Scripture. Remember, these are predominantly people teaching us through their shared struggle and experiences of faith. 
The Hebrew people are the origin of our faith. We, contrary to what we'd like to believe, are not the origin of their faith. Yeshua is the Hebrew name for the Lord. It means Yahweh, the Lord, is salvation. The English spelling of Yeshua is Joshua. However, when translated from Hebrew into the Greek language, the name Yeshua becomes Iesus. The English spelling for Iesus is Jesus. It's like the game of telephone that's played spanning over 2,000 years, and I choose to cut out the middleman and the thousands of years uh, and just call him by his original and actual name, Yeshua. Please, while you have the chance, follow and subscribe here at Blog Talk Radio backslash The Ninja Pastor. And if you use Twitter and Facebook, follow us at The Ninja Pastor. It's just at The Ninja Pastor uh, on Twitter and on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash God in Country Radio. And check out our free messages and talks on www.theninjapastor.com. You're going to hear our open music, and then we will begin. We have a special guest, Mark Herr from the Center for Self-Governance. He is traveling across the country. He's already personally taught over 3,000 people how to win this country back. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is the Ninja Pastor with Sunday's God in Country. We've just got all kinds of problems on on the uh, studio today, so I'm going to introduce uh, Mark. Mark Herr, Center for Self Governance. He is a retired Air Force. Yes. We have an Air Force fireman right here who runs our our website and everything. We're going to switch out. Uh, we are going to switch out our um, microphone so that he can walk around and not be restricted. And then you're going to hear a silence for just a second, and then. Uh, we will be right back with you. So just hold for just one second. Turn your pack on. If you... All right. Let's just see if this works. Okay. Air traffic. Test one two. Yeah. Test. Oh, was it really? Okay, let me play it now. Challenging, thought provoking. Insightful. This is the Ninja Pastor with Sunday's God in Country with Dr. Sean. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical reverend. Dr. Sean is a proud U.S. military veteran, former law enforcement officer, founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through his riveting national speaking, this Ninja Pastor tells it like it is. This show is biblically and politically engaged in the battle to save our country with a pedal to the metal with this Sunday's edition of Sundays with Dr. Sean. Buckle up. Here's your host, the author of the critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Reverend Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor with today's message. All right. Okay, so I'm I'm up. This is Mark Her, everybody. Welcome, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. So so I feel like a, I feel like an air traffic controller. 
going to guide in all the planes here. So <clears throat> um, thanks, Sean, for having me onto your show. Thanks to the Stableys for having us into your home. And Cliff Warline from uh, Faith and Freedom is here with us. He uh, went down with me to Dover today to meet with some folks. I'm not going to talk to you about organization. I'm going to talk about God's governance. Okay? 1905. And one of the one of the the very well, it's the second sermon, but the very second sermon, it's by a guy named Benjamin Coleman. So can I can I just read you part of what he says? Okay. <clears throat> Government was not in the original of its assumed or usurped by any one man. For instance, not by Lamech before the flood, nor by Nimrod after it. Indeed, the spirit of tyranny and the lust of dominion seem to have begun in them. But order and rule was before them. Mankind naturally went into that. And these were the men who made the first breaches on it. The one being of the race of Cain, the other of Ham, who have had some of their likeness in every place and through all generations that would turn the world upside down and overthrow the foundations which God has laid. Now this was a sermon in 1730 in one of the colonies over here somewhere. Anybody want to guess where? (laughs) <laughs> are you guys sorry maryland massachusetts it's one of those colonies right 13 chances am i in one of those chances are you guys familiar with a guy named george washington right virginia okay so george washington said the following quote as he was giving his farewell address as the first president of the United States. You remember those 13 colonies? 1730, pastor says, what? The spirit of tyranny, it was bred in them. Listen to this. George Washington, his farewell address. The unity of government which constitutes you one people is also now dear to you. It is justly so, for it is the main pillar in the edifice of your real independence, the support of your tranquility at home, your peace abroad, of your safety, of your prosperity, and of the very liberty which you so highly prize. But as it is easy to foresee that from different causes and from different quarters, much pains will be taken Many artifices is employed to weaken in your minds the conviction of this truth. As this is the point in your political fortress against which the batteries of internal and external enemies will be most constantly and actively, though often covertly and insidiously, directed it is in, of the indefinite moment that you should properly estimate the immense value of your national union to your collective and individual happiness, that you should cherish a cordial, habitual, and immovable attachment to it, 
accustoming yourselves to think and speak of it as the palladium of your political safety and prosperity, watching for its preservation with jealous anxiety, discountenancing whatever may suggest even a suspicion that it can in any event be abandoned. And indignantly frowning upon the first dawning of every attempt to alienate any portion of our country from the rest or to enfeeble the sacred ties which now link together the various parts. So the first president of the United States, speaking in harmony with somebody from 1930 regarding the spirit of tyranny. <clears throat> Do you have the sense that your country, Delaware, connected to Virginia... And what are those other those other uh, what were they called again? Colonies, states, or whatever? Is it is it being pulled apart from you? I, just a couple people. So are there some that says no? Some that say yes. <laughs> I got Wesley back here going yay. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so what is governance? Let me ask you guys a question. Does government have too much power? So, what frame was their assumption about power? Right, Wesley and Dan, uh, Donner in here <laughs> came. It, it came from supposed to come from God. Where does power come from? Way back there, back. Where does power come from? Now, wait a second. Which Can you have it both ways? It comes from God, but government has too much of it. Wait a second. If it comes from God and you allow them, that means you're allowing God's power to do something different than God's power? They're usurping God's power. Think about the language you're using. Compare it to the language from the 1730s, right? A pastor from the 1730s says, the spirit of tyranny is located where? Am I sitting? All right, I think we're back. Are we back on? Awesome sauce. It's all about the awesome sauce. Okay? So this founder said the qualifications for self-government in society are not innate. They are the result of habit and long training. Without becoming familiarized with the habits and practice of self-government, the political vessel is all sail and no ballast. Anybody want to guess who said this? <clears throat> Anyway, this gentleman, this this gentleman wrote. <laughs> she's like, tell me, tell me. I want to know. <laughs> it's coming. This <laughs> this gentleman wrote the Declaration of Independence. Yes, in the in the Declaration of Independence, the very first sentence says, "In the course of human events, when it becomes necessary for one people." Let me ask you guys a question. In Delaware, are you one people? So you're no longer we the people, you're we the pieces? So the first prerequisite for keeping the country is one people. The second is the last sentence. 
and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance upon the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our what? Our lives. How much of your life? Our fortunes. How much? And our sacred honor. How much of it? So for those guys, and they're dead, right? And here we are, 2015. I can do a simple test to find out whether or not you are one and mutually pledged self-government on a daily basis. Am I in Newcastle County? In Newcastle County, Delaware. It's very simple. Are you one and mutually pledged to make self-government on a daily basis? In Newcastle County, Delaware. I know it sounds oversimplified, but the dead founding fathers nailed it. Without oneness and mutual pledge, we can't make self-governance. Therefore, we cannot keep this government. It won't happen. It's impossible. So, yes. Absolutely. Remember, I I hope you go back and read George Washington's farewell address. He warned us over and over and over about the loss of this Republican form of government. Okay, so now, not to make it sound all gross, but think about this for a second. You've lost the oneness. We're no longer mutually pledged. We're not making self-government for we're losing our country. Guys, do the reverse. We need to regain the oneness to become mutually pledged to make self-government daily and we'll keep our country. Now, <clears throat> I can prove it to you. Most of you are sitting there like, uh, okay. <clears throat> so, 1787 September 17th, 1787. Anybody know what happened on that day? Yes, that was the day the Constitution was signed. On that day, after they signed the Constitution, everyone was leaving the Constitution Hall there in Philadelphia. We're really close, aren't we? 20 miles or something? I don't know, what, 30 miles? About a half hour away? Okay. Ben Franklin was being carried out because he was 81. He had gout. So he was being carried out, and he runs into a woman. Now, this woman could not vote, and she could not hold office. Ladies, in the room tonight, 2015, can you vote? Can you hold office? But wait a second. You guys said you're losing your country. I thought it was all about the vote and holding office. Isn't it, isn't it about the vote and holding office? Isn't that what you guys fight for every two years? You hear, hey, you got to get the vote, show up to vote, get the right person elected, right? But here's this woman, sir. She cannot vote. She cannot hold office. And she approaches Ben Franklin and says, so, doctor, she thought she had him caught, right? Tricky. So, doctor, what have you given us? King George for another King George? Or a republic. Did you hear what he said? Wait a minute. Wait a second here. 
Yeah, so here's Ben Franklin telling a woman who thought she had him trapped. <laughs> so did you give us a monarchy or a republic? And his response to her is, a republic if you can keep it. Ladies, you guys can vote now. You can hold office. How is she supposed to keep the republic? <laughs> How is she supposed to keep a republic? She's only what? How far away is Philadelphia from the Delaware line? Yeah. So think about it. So this happened in Philadelphia, just two blocks from Independence, uh, from her home on 3rd Street. How, ladies, I'm asking you seriously, for your listeners, how? How is she supposed to keep the republic? It's all about the vote and getting the right person elected. How is she supposed to keep the republic? Nag her husband. Raise her children. Well, she was barren. How is she supposed to keep her republic? Ladies, you have the vote now. You have. You can hold the office. But yet you all said, I trapped you. <laughs> you said you're losing your country. Here's a Ben Franklin, right? Dead, angry guy, <laughs> right? Who, who uh, what? What do you think? How is she supposed to keep her republic? Isn't that interesting? Crickets. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yes, we did. Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution says, right, you guys said, hey, I, I got these guys trapped up here. They said that God's Word lines up, or the Constitution lines up with God's Word. Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution says, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. Now, my question is, how is this woman who cannot vote or hold office supposed to keep a republic? can't what putting in somebody's ear let me ladies she has to hold the representatives accountable guys i need you to answer this question when mama ain't happy all right give yourself a hand yes baron she was baron he wasn't talking to women in general He's talking to Elizabeth Powell, 1L. She lives in Philadelphia, just two blocks away from Independence Hall. How is she supposed to keep the republic? Okay, so <clears throat> they're trying to decide whether or not to name the president, you know, this new executive. Should they name him a king? Should they name him his most high mightiness? Right? Well, they, they, but they were talking about it then. They were actually, should we name him the king? Should we call him his most high mightiness? Yes. And they were going to select his most high mightiness. But then this woman named Elizabeth Powell approached George Washington during one of their breaks. 
looked him in the eyes and said, you want to be the monarch, don't you? So the next day, they did what? No. The next day, they prayed often, but in this case, practically, they changed the name to President. That's why you have President Obama, although in him is the spirit of tyranny to be his most high mightiness, Obama. And we all have the same spirit. Okay, so my point is this. Here is a woman who could not vote, she could not hold office, and she impacted you today in 2015. Ready for the second story? So here's this woman who could not vote or hold office, just a few miles away, right? Just a few miles away. She writes a letter to George Washington, November of 1792, because he wanted to just go home. He was tired. He had been the general. He'd been the president of the convention. He had been president for one term. He's like, I just want to go home. How many of you feel that? I, I, I have not been home since July of 2013. Guys, I just want to go home. I'm just saying. All right? Here's George Washington. I have nothing in comparison to that guy. Because you're talking way back, decades long, and every time he was called to service, was he mutually pledged? So in 1792, the day before he was going to say, I'm not going to run anymore, I'm done. She wrote him a letter, and in that letter, ma'am, she said, George, if you abdicate, the anti-federalist will seize on your abdication as a clear indicator that the United States Constitution is defunct. So you know what he did the next day? He announced, I'm running for a second term of office. Listen, you don't know much about this woman because she couldn't vote or hold office. She wasn't as grandiose as George Washington was, but let me tell you, she profoundly affected you today. I'm just saying. Because you would not have that farewell address that I just read you, would you? He gave his farewell address next door to Independence Hall on the balcony up there, just two blocks from her house. Listen, self-government is a discovery made by the founders. They put it into the United States Constitution, which is in line with God's word. A republic, if you can keep it, shall be guaranteed to every state. That republican form of government is not dependent on who you get elected or how many people you get out to vote. It's entirely dependent upon you, period. You cannot keep it without you. So you go through the entire Bible and you hear stories about Ruth and Esther and Deborah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Am I wrong? Of course not. Why? Because it's in line with God's word, right? So listen, what is self-government? It's not innate. That means it's not natural. It doesn't happen naturally. What happens naturally is the spirit of tyranny because of the fall of man. What's unnatural is for you to deny yourself, right, 
to step out of the way and allow a woman who could not vote or hold office to affect your future in 2015. Let me tell you, you had a bunch of founders who had to have great faith in the capacity of mankind for self-government. And on the other side of long training in self-governance is a republic if you can keep it. Self-government is the amount of determination you all wield in this county, within these political subdivisions of Delaware, across the 50-plus states. Is it 50-plus now? 57? Is it 57? Is it, is, was that Common Core math? Okay, I feel like it's about 50-plus states. All 50 of those states contain Mrs. Powell. And do you think, in their minds, that all power is inherent in them? In their minds, where is all the power located? So then, if all the power is located there, then how is all the power distributed? By Washington. If it's distributed by Washington, then how is all the power organized? Do you understand if the Constitution's in line with God's word, where is all the power located? So then, if it's in the people, where did it originate? Say it. No. If it's in you, where did that power originate? It's hard to say, isn't it? <laughs> she kind of sounds like Mrs. Powell. Right? So are you. Where does power originate? It is the reason why we are losing our country, because in our minds we are being trained that it originates where? Then if it originates in government, then where is it located? If it's located in government, then where is it distributed from? If it's distributed from government, then how is it organized? Do you understand? This is the replacement of God's governance. I'm just saying. So, listen, the dead, angry, white guys who were slave owners and hated women, you know those guys, they created a blueprint for you, ma'am in which you could exercise your determination to control your governance. Listen, self-governance is a phenomenal discovery by the founders. They put it into a blueprint called the U.S. Constitution, which is in line with God's Word. That blueprint has a republican form of governance, and in that republican form of governance, you must make self-governance every day. Our training program is designed to teach people that. That's all we do. That's all I do. That's all our instructors do. That's what we do every day. <laughs> you can learn how to make it, but you have to be one, mutually pledged people willing to make it every day. It doesn't happen naturally. It's not innate. It takes long training, and I'm sorry to tell you that. <laughs> um, but I can confirm from my own experience now. Let me give you a couple of examples of self-governance that looks like in 21st century terms instead of 1770 terms. What's the first thing you see in your mind when I say the following phrase? Tiananmen Square. Tyranny in China. 
the number one answer that people say when they're asked that, they say the guy standing in front of the tanks. Let me ask you a question. This little Chinese guy is standing in front of a tank. Well, 100 plus tanks, actually. How did he stop them? Yes, he did. He, he, stopped them, he stopped them for a long time, actually. How did a little Chinese guy, two grocery bags, keep doing this five minutes, ten minutes, and the tanks kept doing this, right? They kept turning, right? And they, wouldn't go, they would, just couldn't get around them because this little Chinese guy kept stopping them. How did he do that? Well, he was the only one there. No, the camera was 1.5 miles away in a hotel room. Okay, let me ask you another question. I'm sorry. It was a very it's a it's a grand video, right? How is it possible that a Chinese guy, right, could stop a hundred plus tanks for over 40 minutes? Wesley's Wesley's got it down. It's all about the ginseng. Actually, what it was was self-government. He was self-determined. Why? Because he was mutually pledged with his what? His life, his fortune, and his sacred honor. Because at that point, it's all on the line, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Okay. <laughs> let, me give it, let me bring it a little bit closer to home. How about I bring it right here to the United States? Have we ever had a Tiananmen Square moment here since, I don't know, 2014? Here in the United States. Yes, Wesley. The Bundy Ranch, what about it? <laughs> yeah. So April 12, 2014, the federal government had a number of agents that seized Cliven Bundy's cows for various reasons, Okay. But I want you to see self-government in action. So on April 12th, this group of people met the BLM agents, 400-plus, 100-plus vehicles, all of them armed, and all of these people in the basin on I-15 in Clark County, Nevada. And so you have these citizens standing there like this. By the way, I was there to, uh, as a witness. I saw this whole thing firsthand. And so now they're standing there and there's nothing between them kind of like the chinese guy and the tanks would you agree okay and you have the official going this is united states territory do not approach the gate we are authorized to shoot And so now you have these people doing this, walking toward the gate. And I'm standing on the bridge going, this is not good, this is not good, this is not good, this is not good. <laughs> yes. No, no, they really did have their hands up. It was really, uh, it really was, hands up, don't shoot. And so now after about four hours of this, being told they were about to be shot, something happened, and then the BLM retreated. They left. How did they do that? 
How do you do that? How do you gain control of your school board? How do you gain control of your city council? How do you gain control of your county council? Are you familiar with regional government? How do you gain control of it? How about your state government? When you tell them to do something, do they? How about your county council? When you tell them to do it, do they? Your city council, when you tell them, when you instruct your governance to do it, do they? What about your school boards when you instruct them, do they? What about your federal delegation? Do they respond to your voice when you say sit? That means, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm being as honest as I can. Well, I'm being completely honest. You're not making self-governance in Delaware. You need to learn how. It doesn't happen innately. It comes from long training. So our organization, we're called Center for Self-Governance to teach the American people, whoever's willing, whosoever wills, how to make self-governance in their political subdivision, in this case would be Newcastle County, on a daily basis. Um, you can check us out at centerforselfgovernance.com for whatever information you want. I know we're going to be coming back in April uh, to teach classes here. Welcome you to you can also talk to a couple of folks who've taken the classes. Cliff is here from Faith and Freedom. Uh, Don and Wesley took level one. They can give you their opinion. I'll be out of the room, and then they can trash it all they want. <laughs> um, we are now in 18 states. Um, we are truly a grassroots organization. Um, this is not going to be funded by George Soros or Karl Rove anytime soon. <laughs> Um, we do everything by tuition and donation. I'm not asking for donations here. I want our organization it, for it to prove itself. And we are now, I can proudly say, over 65% of our organization is funded just by tuition of our students, which means we're less and less having to rely on the charity of people giving their donations. We just raised... From November to December, over $100,000, we spent $0.03 cents for every dollar. That, guys, that is profound because the average in the charity industry is $0.50 cents on the dollar. That's amazing to me. It's a very proud accomplishment for our organization. Um, we are all mutually pledged in CSG, Center for Self-Governance. Uh, I invite you guys to become mutually pledged. It doesn't take a majority to prevail. It takes a tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men where the Spirit of the Lord is located. Well, with that, um, hey. six and a half minutes. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't I do this? Does anybody have any questions for me? I will repeat your question. If anybody has any questions uh, about um, our program or anything? All right, our course costs, it's five levels. That's 40 hours of your time, broken into eight-hour segments, and each segment has its own cost. So if you decide to drop out, you're only paying for the segment you came to. So the total cost is $365, right? We will come here. You don't have to go anywhere. We'll come for one person. Um, the donations take care of the other part of our expenses, um, we have other instructors that participate in this, and we have a small staff that handles our administrative stuff. Um, can anybody for 50 points tell me how many hours there are in a year? <laughs> there's, 
there's 8,740 hours in a year. So if you subtract 40 hours from that, that leaves you with 8,700 hours, okay? Um, now, if it was common core math, you would feel like, man, those 40 hours are eternal. <laughs> right, Wesley? <laughs> All right, so what do we do? Um, the first eight hours, we will spend uh, reframing the way you think about power. In level two, we will reframe the way you think about authority. In level three, we will reframe the way you communicate. In level four, you will learn how to assemble the mechanisms of self-governance. And in level five, you will demonstrate operating those mechanisms. By the time you graduate, you will have all the skills, capabilities, and knowledge you need to become one, mutually pledged people, making self-governance in Delaware. Um, anyway, long way to answer your question. Anybody else have any? Okay. That would be... Yes, ma'am. The scheduling of the classes, and the question was, is it, is it evenings, is it Saturdays? Uh, the scheduling of the classes really depends on what your needs are here. Um, we will do them over two nights if we need to for four hours. We can spread them all over three nights, two, uh, uh, three and a half hours or something like that. We can do it on an all-day Saturday. Um, whatever, whatever your needs are, it will just take coordination. <laughs> and then uh, Cliff Warline has been coordinating with the people in Sussex County. Uh, we met with some folks in Dover in Kent County today. So the coordination for the scheduling is really starting to um, to blossom. There will be classes in, I would think, middle of April. Uh, level 1 class will be here and probably another Level 1 class down in Dover. Uh, and then some upper level classes for Level 2s and 3s for those who want to move on. Don't feel sad. Yeah, they don't want me there. <laughs> Our website is centerforselfgovernance.com. All one word. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, really? Thank you very much. So the, they opened their home to have the class here. How many think that maybe you have time in April to do it? We do. How many think that in April they spend $50 and a day, and I bet we could come up with good food like this? How many think they could do that? Probably show your hand. Easily 10 people. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, so I guess I guess what I can – is there any other questions? I have two minutes to go. All right, so I guess, yes, ma'am. Uh, what do you mean? You have the work. We, we provide a workbook. There's notes uh, where you can take notes on the inside. So. Well, um, I'm headed off to Missouri tomorrow, um, and my partners are often uh, – I'm going to St. Louis and, and then also Sykeston, Missouri. You familiar with that area? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we're, Missouri is on fire. 
Um, we're in L.A. County. Uh, just a couple of uh, just so you know what's happening. We'll be doing a class in one of the burned down businesses in Ferguson that's been rebuilt on February 28th. Uh, you probably saw the lady on Fox News from the 911 salon. Her name was Delena. We're doing a class in her store. Um, we are doing a class where the Communist Party headquarters is located. And <laughs> um, anyway, I'm really excited to have been able to talk to you guys. And uh, thanks again, Sean. Okay. All right. Um, the website is centerforselfgovernance.com. There's a button on there that says donate. <laughs> Get her done. Awesome, guys. And whatever you do. Join us next time for Sundays with Dr. Sean. And please follow this show and the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show during the week at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio. And check out all the free messages, archive shows, and buy Dr. Sean's critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America at www.drshawngreener.com. Join us during the week. And in the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining us in this fight. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.